It says we are live on Vimeo, Facebook, Reinventing with Tattoo, YouTube, and a couple other things. Oh, maybe LinkedIn. Let me click LinkedIn. Add LinkedIn. Are we business LinkedIn, people? Now? That's where professionals go. You could you could what? do your doom scrolling. You could do your doom scrolling on LinkedIn, and like you could pretend you're a professional or whatever. Yeah, yeah. LinkedIn, I would highly recommend. I don't think I've ever been on LinkedIn. I, maybe I maybe I started a LinkedIn profile one time years ago, but um, yeah, never been back yeah. on it. You know, Not I kind of joked about the amount of people that were watching it, but then I got a, a message from a, a magazine publisher about he wanted to interview one of the guests that we had streamed. And I was like, well, bam, there we go. Even if it's only, you know, a small amount of people there, it's, it was the right nice. amount of people. So anyways, nice. we are out live and welcome to Monday morning, yeah. a little late. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us today. This is episode number 31 of the Tattoo Weekly, hosted by myself. I don't know if I'll get this right. Gabe Ripley and Jake Meeks of Tattoo Now and the Fireside Tattoo Network. So as we said, we're beaming out all over the place, YouTube, Facebook, reinventing. Let us know that these streams are working in the chat. Tag a friend who loves tattoos, who would love to join us. As I said, reinventing the tattoo, you can just go straight to the website anytime we have live events. And there we are. You can check out some of our weekly drawing groups and shows on that reinventing network too. Uh, before we kick things off, we want to say thank you to our sponsors for helping us push out cool content like this, you guys. Uh, World Tattoo Events, giving us the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events in the world. Thanks again to Raw Pigment with Acrylic Free Inks and DLives Pro, helping artists and clients protect their art. Also, of course, thank you to our affiliates, Fireside Tattoo. Thanks, Jake. Uh, yeah. The Apprenticeship Diaries and EcoFriendlyTattooSupplies.com. All great companies without any further ado let's bring in jake and gabe now for like i said episode number 31 31 <laughs> no one thought bueno. we would make it to 31 fiesta <laughs> yeah exactly right. that's Cinco de mayo coming up uh, uh right tomorrow's oh. may the fourth be with you and then the day yeah. after is cinco de mayo so uh wednesday but yeah oh you know i'm sorry wednesday my daughter yeah. has to dress up for school yeah the wednesday. day after tomorrow all right, well, I'm going to roll the intro clip and then we'll kick things off. spell that wrong entry i-n-r-o in intro yeah oh is that what it says in the how, how, uh how do, how do how do you spell it? i'm sorry you left out the t so it's i-n-r-o yeah no. oh yeah <laughs> i need to find <laughs> this now i-n-r-o yeah so I... what you're talking about is one day we decided to make an introduction little thing as you guys just saw us roll and it's had that wrong date on for a while, which I prefer Sunday yeah. mornings we've talked about, or uh, Monday mornings we've talked about it. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've, uh, we, we've talked about that and just never fixed it. I didn't notice that intro was misspelled though. I just noticed the date was off. Uh, and the file name. Oh, gotcha. All right, so no one sees that part. Good, good. Yeah, so uh, what's been up with you, Jake? I, I've been uh, out for the last few weeks. I had uh, a, a show the week before last, I guess it was, and then last the last two Mondays, you can tell I'm in a, if you watch this show regularly, I'm in a different space. The last two Mondays, last Monday and today, I've had to tattoo on Mondays, which I, which I typically don't do. It's not my tattoo day, but um, I've had two clients coming in from out of town and uh, you have to kind of bend to their, you know, to their needs, however the flights work. So uh, I won't complain about having people, you know, uh, yeah. having a clientele that's willing to travel to get to me. That's, uh, I, I appreciate that. So I definitely won't complain. But yeah, I've been out. I did. And I didn't get to hear much about it. I know you, the same weekend I was at Space City, you, Lauren, were in Tahoe. So we haven't seen each other since before those shows. So I'm sure you talked about it last week, but I'd like to hear uh, about it. So many good tattooers were there. Yeah, and it seemed like um, some of your friends were there too, of course. Uh, oh. It would have been fun if you were there. I know, I've got to get in on that one. Uh, and hopefully they're not, uh, Space City is one that I always do. And they've never um, collided, they've never been on the same weekend before. Space City, you know, COVID kind of threw everything off. So Space City got pushed. It's normally in February, uh, but uh, they did it Easter weekend, which is yeah. a little a little weird, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So Daph, the guy who puts it on, who does a great mm -hmm. job. I really like him, super cool uh punky spunky personality but he said he's going to do it again in april the dates are announced so i'm not sure okay. if uh shakim announced shakim. dates yet or not yeah, yeah he's a cool dude. and um, i'd love to ask you about your experience too because i've only heard really good things about that show yeah yeah it's a lot of fun yeah maybe we can talk a little bit about uh about both of those um shows and uh what else what else do we have today well, i know we don't have a guest today we have who do we have next week you just told me uh caroline evans uh, okay, nice. I know I know her name. I can't picture her work. Where's she yeah, from? Yeah, you met you uh, met her probably. I would say at uh, the BYOB event. She, okay. Yeah, she. I saw her a few times through reinventing, but she would. Yeah, I could pull up her work for sure. I really like Caroline. Um, yeah. she we shared her work uh, recently with the New Jersey announcement. Were you here for that? Oh yes, I think yep, that's so what she, she wants to uh, chat about. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Being that's from New why, that's why her name sounded familiar. Right. She we she had made an Instagram post about that. Uh about the New Jersey ink regulation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a gotcha. I have a clip from, let's see, Jeff Johnson, who did a recent interview. I've got uh, Sean Barber's memoir book here. Oh yeah, I have that, that book, it's so good. Let me show off a little bit. Uh, I did want to mention that we did a Spanish, another Spanish uh, uh, art jam with uh, Jose Beana. Uh, B B A E N A. He's he's awesome, and the whole crew uh, was 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 re really great. They had, seemed like they had a good time. I need to learn Spanish. I really do. Um, but then what else? We could talk about Hell City a little bit because I think we're all going to be at Hell City, we're and I have all going to uh, be there. I have a, a floor plan <laughs> laid out here, and talk about a little Ooh. bit more of what we're doing. Yeah. Crazy thing is that that will be the first time ever we've had the whole band in person under the same roof at the same time. Isn't that weird? Well, you, I might be uh, elusive like that. I'm, I'm, uh, the, the more I see people go down for COVID, I'm like, motherfucker, I can't believe I got two and a half, three years not having it. I'm going to go to fucking Hell City and be around mm -hmm. a thousand you people. You see, I haven't, I haven't had it either, Gabe, and I think that's uh, the reason why is because I'm just uh, keep staying optimistic and just being choosy. It's like a nice hybrid version of being 
Well, we have uh, three big rooms that have high ceilings, and I don't give a fuck if I'm the only person there masked. And, I, and you could give me all the arguments about whether they work or not, but I got those N95 ones, the real ones that fucking they work. There's no question about it. I don't give a fuck what, what you think. And, uh, and as I said before, I don't have enough brain cells uh, or blood in my sugar system to fuck around with this thing. So yeah, Anyways. we need all the brain cells we can get, Gabe. You got exactly. a lot of a lot of good ones left. My, uh, uh, my, I also my have wife. some topics. I figured we could do some topics, right? So I do want to start up the the quiz. That is, who did who the fuck did it, right? So we could show off tattoos. We could all guess who did it, but I don't think we have one prepared. Um, we fun. do also ask people to drop in the comment section some of their uh, artists or tattooers who that who we should know. Try to stump us, and then maybe we could show off some of those artists' work live. Um, and like I said, I kind of have a whole little list of topics here, so we could. Uh, Ask them, and then we, I guess maybe we could ask the question, and then maybe we could ask in the chat room whether they want to have a real answer or a snappy answer to a stupid question. That's TM'd because there's no such thing as a stupid question, but snappy answers to stupid questions is definitely a thing. Gotcha. Okay. That sounds good. Probably shouldn't do snappy answers to stupid questions, might get in trouble. <laughs> well, all right. Oh, that sounds good. So, what kind of, uh, uh, what, what kind of topics are we wanting to hit this morning? Okay, we're going to hit one of our general questions for tattooers. Uh, oh, how about this one? And Jake, it's a, it's a funny, I guess, obviously, you know, Lauren and I are, are collectors and you're the tattooer here. We have tattooers watching. It's good to hear from everybody. But let's see. So do you see tattooing as, well, maybe that's a little bit, uh, I was going to say, we'll go. So, so the questions that we'll be asking in this segment will range from things like, do you see tattooing as fine art, work for hire, or both? You know, I think that we could probably all come to agreement, but it's good for others to hear the discussion. Uh, like, you know, why do people get tattooed? Examples of your favorite client motivations. Why don't we, oh, well, no, 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 no. Again, we only, we got one out of three tattooers here. Um, we could do things like, uh, where do these questions come from again? Did I miss that? I have a, uh, I have lists of questions from a documentary. <laughs> Lauren has me uh, trying to string together some uh, documentary kind of ideas here. So I got okay. as far as printing out all of my fucking massive questions. Okay, we're going to start doing that right now. When did you start thinking about your tattoos as a collection? Hmm. Presuming, for... that, pre presuming that you have, you're, you're thinking about your tattoos as a collection, can you think about when, when that kind of that transition was? And, uh, and I could lead hmm. off. I'll start off with, yeah, yeah, uh, I, was probably two or, I was probably two or three or four years in. Sean O'Hare was tattooing me. He had been starting to do, I got some shitty tattoos, I saw that he was doing some cool color tattoos. Sean, you can find him. He's in, if, well, maybe we'll link to his interview. And, um, and then I was hanging out with a tattoo shop for a little bit, doing computer stuff, continuing to get, like I was trading out for adequate tattoos at that point. And then I read the very first tattoo artist magazine that had, I think it was the one that had Adrian Lee in it, uh, but um, whatever, it was the Adrian Lee issue. And then when all of a sudden it was like, boom, ooh, Oh, okay. I kind of see what what could happen, and that's not necessarily even collecting as much as body suiting, like you know, large work. But then it became very clear that anything I get from here on out should fit in this in in a collection, and um, so then I lasered a bunch of shit that I had gotten and uh, started you know collecting. And I guess to, to 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 what was the exact question? Oh, when that that was. Mm -hmm. when I started thinking about it as a collection. And, and I guess- After my, seeing Adrian Lee's work uh, as a like cohesive 
yeah and then from, from there on out and i guess what i would propose the advice would be uh you know the, the best it's like one of the the one of those ancient proverbs like you know the best time uh, would have been yesterday but the next best time is today to start mm -hmm. thinking about your tattoos as a collection yeah 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 that's good what about you lauren i i, I haven't really seen lauren i haven't seen your tattoos much in person i don't even know who all you've collected from and if you even think of it that way yeah if you think about um I guess it comes like at what point did you have that aha moment or that realization more or less like less about who it was but more about what I was thinking and seeing I think when I saw Stefano Alcantara's work in person for the first time I realized that the levels were real and like it, it changes your your perspective of going in can you do this versus this is what I want and a lot of times like if I look at my tattoos I'm thinking like this is not a standard collection for sure because I, I traveled a lot and I tried to make opportunities come up that was kind of where my collection kind of derived from but once I started realizing that another artist is going to be working right next to a piece that I'm not necessarily proud of or I'm not necessarily comfortable with it was kind of like not necessarily embarrassing but it showed that I was naive when I got those tattoos so I almost wanted to um, be a lot more mature about how I approach visible tattoos for sure you know like the everyday by sleeves to say the least I kind of jumped in a lot more than I should based on uh, just like the situation I've gotten tattooed at conventions. I remember getting tattooed at the first Empire State Convention, um, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. It's hard to yeah. describe, but looking back, like you said, looking back, there's no thing, but moving forward for the rest of my body, at least I feel like I've come to the conclusion of what I want way, way in advance. Yeah, yeah. My, um, I guess my experience, I came up in a shop that brought in really high level guest artists. Uh, even back, you know, 20 years ago, they were, we had, we had really great artists coming through. And so my idea of collecting was just trying to get something from that person. So I would try to think about, you know, what I liked about their work and give them a subject matter uh, that they, that they could, uh, that I thought they would, you know, like grab and, and, and run with. And so I ended up with, with kind of pieces, you know, because of that individual pieces. So I was probably a little slow to realize, you know, how they all work together on my body because I was just kind of giving up a panel here and a panel there. And I probably started thinking about that more, not about, not on my own body, but on um, when I'm designing tattoos for other people. I started, you know, maybe within the last, only within the last 10 years, really focusing on the surrounding tattoos and using those to inform what I was going to do. Uh, so things like looking at uh, a, a color palette uh, just to see how color settles on someone, because if they already have a tattoo that's five years old, I know what colors look like in their skin. So I could use that uh, and, and pull from those and maybe use, if I'm working against an existing piece, use some existing colors. Or if, uh, if there's a piece that has a, is drawn or presented from a certain perspective, trying to follow that that same perspective with my piece so that they at least kind of belong together and not just, I'm not a fan of pork chopping tattoos together and just ignoring uh, the, the piece next to you. I, I feel like it's lazy and, and we should be better than that these days. Uh, so I thought about it more from my work on other people than I did, uh, you know, on, on my own body. And it's only really recently, um, uh, Andy Chambers, I've, I've told you guys several times, is doing my back piece, which has turned into kind of a full back bodysuit. It goes down to my ankles. And we and that only happened because of all these little slivers of weird skin that ended up kind of like open and in between, you know, uh, his piece was so like, well, we may as well either cover that or pull this into that. 
And so, uh, so only recently have I really started thinking about my collection as a cohesive piece, but I definitely thought about it more when I'm doing tattoos on other people, uh, trying to make sure that I'm not just ignoring you know, whatever is around. We um, Our first interview, the first time we had a guy on the Fireside podcast, he talked about how you can really earn um, lifelong fans or lifelong clients by just revisiting an existing tattoo. You know, he's talking about working against someone else's tattoo and be like, well, you know, if you don't tell anyone I won't, let me just go through and bump these lines back up so that they look like they belong with my piece. You know, it's a five or 10 minute thing that you might spend kind of working into an existing piece just so it looks like it belongs with your piece. And then people are like, holy crap, like, he, you know, he really cares about how this thing looks settled in. Such a simple way to like, you know, to earn someone's trust and, you know, earn their business moving forward. Cool. It's like a chivalrous so, move. Uh, you know? yeah. We've uh, got yeah. some comments in here. Marty uh, Bolliard, I'm not sure I pronounced that right. He's been a frequent uh, a viewer on the, on the Facebooks, I think. He says, uh, morning, everyone. Have a great day. He's been to a, a ton of tattoo conventions. Uh, Stevie Money says, good morning uh, from the Tattoo Money Gang. I've got a new website uh, in mid-launch for, for Stevie. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, let's see. And then he says, Stevie says, I love the fact that art, especially tattoo art, is so subjective. Great topic. Uh, and then he says, I started getting pickier about open skin after he started collecting. And I think that actually is another good milestone, right? Like as, as we, you know, as we start getting tattoos, um, all of a sudden, then we start, we realize we've run out of space, you know, and some people you can see fill up quick, um, but that's a good uh well, I got a milestone. We're like, oh shit! Wait a minute! I better, I better slow down. I only have so much skin. And let's see. Actually, Jason, uh, Jason, and Rick are beaming in on uh, one of the YouTubes. Jason asks, um, "How did the size of the tattoos you first started collecting impact your views of tattooing? And would you go as big if you had to do it again?" Fucking great question. I'll go last. Would you go as big on the tattoos that you've collected? Yeah, Say, so, uh, like, so, so talk about the size of your first uh, bunch of tattoos. And then would you do that that size yeah. again? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I personally would would plan more thoroughly. You know, I, I started collecting fairly small tattoos to start, you know, like a outer calf piece or a forearm piece. And there was no real plan behind it. And I think that's the way that most, at least back, you know, back then, that's the way people looked at tattoos. Now people, uh, because there are so many great examples of large scale work that you know, that flows and looks awesome. Uh, now you have people probably that start with the concept of having, you know, large pieces. Uh, and if you think that's what you want, I think that's the way to go from the very start. That, that way you're not fighting an uphill battle trying to work against, you know, what's, uh, you know, what, what's already there. Yeah, how about you, Lauren? Did you, what were your first, uh, what, was the, what was the size of your first couple tattoos, your first tattoo? Oh, uh, I would say that, um, you know, mine started out like a regular palm size, but I think that I would have preferred if I had the knowledge now that I would, didn't have then, I would have asked myself, like, what is my end goal? Is this a gallery of many pieces or is this a single piece gallery? You know, like I enjoy being tattooed by more than one artist. I think it's, uh, it's a special experience, you know, and that it's like so intimidating, but yet you want to do this type of experience with more than one artist, but it's hard to think of a cohesive, uh, you know, suit, so to say, or a cohesive work without sticking with one artist. So I think at the very beginning, I would have liked to plan something out, found a, a small group of artists, maybe three or four to do all of the work, uh, you know, if I would have thought about that then, but then I would have denied myself the opportunity to be tattooed by so many different people. 
Mm. I mean, it's hard to be a mature enough, you know, tattoo collector to envision getting a bodysuit before you take the dive in and, and get a couple of tattoos. Right. Um, likewise, you know, my first tattoo, I was 17, you know, went in with a buddy into the, in the Haven to go to the biker shop and, you know, he didn't give a shit what age we were. Uh, I wanted to get the parrot that was like 160 bucks, but I could afford the dove. It was about the size of a quarter. I got you both beat. It was the size of a quarter on my, on my ankle. I got a dove on my ankle was my first tattoo. I thought I was so badass at high school. <laughs> um, and then I got, but basically, and then I, you know, I tested out a couple more waters, you know, like I did a lot of testing. So uh, I got a, one on my shoulder at one point, you know, that fucked up my back piece. Uh, I got, even when I started with my hand, by the time I was even getting my hand tattoo, um, I didn't get a full hand tattoo. I got a little small one. And then I was like, okay, now I could get a full hand tattoo, but we have to work around it. I have, I have the most subtlest Jeff Gogway tattoo in the world. It's like some clouds. And, um, but uh, then I, you know, so I, I, I basically tested out every body part with a tattoo that was too small. And then I've had to laser those or uh, somehow compromise, you know, the future. And uh, it is pretty amazing to think that these days there is enough media that people can catch that tattoo with, with wisdom advice. You know, they can be like, wait a minute, maybe I don't actually have to experiment and get small, crappy, you know, tattoo entry level tattoos. Um, they could actually skip kind of past that. You know, Lauren, you know, to your point of like, how do you design a bodysuit ahead of time? Maybe, maybe we could run a, 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 maybe Jake, you could help us run a workshop that's just doing. Um, mm. thumbnails of bodysuits, you know, with yeah. that might even mash up some different right. styles, right? So that you could have a, a wash of black work and then black and gray yeah. or real. Uh, uh, again, you know, you kind of... Yeah. I think like even if having like the the knowledge to, uh, for a first time client to see those things where they're not, it's like, okay, these are going to be your visible areas, even though it's common knowledge. But at what point do you want your arms to look nice together? Your legs yeah, right. to look, look nice together. Those are things that I, it's... it's this, uh, th this, this discussion reminds me of, um, I just saw my buddy Aaron Springs, who's a fantastic new school tattooer. I saw him at a convention recently. And uh, I always, uh, his right arm, I always pay kind of close attention to when I'm around him, but he's collected uh, uh, from different artists, but his right arm uh, is, it has pieces from like um, uh, Sean Will, Victor Chill, Timmy B, similar stylistically, uh, these guys. And uh, all doing kind of new school work, and and I think if you are going to collect from different artists, one way to to think about it and to simplify it for yourself might be to you know try to stick with similar styles. It doesn't have to be a similar theme. The subject matter doesn't necessarily have to be similar, but similar styled artists uh, against each other because that piece, it, although it's different pieces, his arm looks very cohesive. Even the way that the skin is used through the piece is really purposeful. And of course, those are, you know, I mean, Timmy B, Victor Chill, and Sean Will are elite, elite, you know, uh, at the highest level of, of what they do. And, uh, and so they all paid attention to the surrounding pieces. But that's what you're looking for, you know, and so if you are collecting like Lauren, I agree with you, I like the idea of collecting from multiple uh, artists and I'm kind of you know, I've committed to Andy for my entire back and now I realize that I'm really running out of space and there's so many people I'd still like to get tattooed by a, a, a solution to that problem is to kind of try to find a, a consistent um, theme style, you know, for, you know, one style blending into another style. So if you're going to collect from, I uh, know you, uh, you know, from black and gray artists, like, you know, like a, a Bob Tyrell or, or Ralph Nonweiler or whatever, maybe you, maybe you give up an area for that style of work mm -hmm. might be a good way to, to approach it. 
Yeah, exactly. Jason uh, Lisa says, yes, a body suit uh, by Jake, he would totally be there. <laughs> you know, and again, part of it would Thanks, be Jason. the, uh, you know, the artist, even if we you know, end up with, again, a half a dozen to a dozen different types of thumbnails, you know, so here's a koi fish that's in a, you know, again, you can match up the styles or you can just have it set up for different types of artists or whatever. Um, you know, just getting a half a dozen, dozen of those out there puts the, that idea seed into collectors' minds to bring to their tattooers. Um, you know, those bodysuits, uh, you know, you could almost, you know, and again, with large work like that, you would almost be able to bring it to an artist to be like, can you be the, the arch director? You know, mm. clearly I don't, you know, uh, you know, the next fucking five years of tattooing or 10 years of tattooing my whole bodysuit, you know, it would be pretty cool to have art direction, but like not have to do all of the, you know, mm. the work, like, like those old masterpieces, right? Like an old masterpiece, mm -hmm. um, you know, would be, uh, done by a, you know, a crew of people, you know, right. and then would you you know, say the, is a good... the master comes in at the end, puts the last, you know, darkens the darks, lightens the lights, takes credit for everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you saying, uh, I was going to say, uh, what, is, what do you think would be like a good, so if you're going to like segment your body and you're like thinking, okay, I'm smart enough, I'm ready. I would like to get tattooed by, you know, 15 artists or 10 artists, you know, could you, do you think that would be like, um, as a collector, when is too much? I've been tattooed probably by more than 10 people already. Yeah. Yeah. What is, what is too many artists to plan a bodysuit around? I'm just curious in your yeah. opinion. Yeah. Depends I on don't the piece. know. That depends on the bodysuit. Yeah, that's right? true. You know? Yeah. Um, and it really depends on what the goal is too, right? Is the goal collecting? Is the goal to get a, a really awesome piece by a variety of people? You know, some people are, mm -hmm. you know, want to get 50 people on them and some people would be happy with a dozen. You know, mm -hmm. body's a lot of sure. space, like two sleeves, two arm sleeves, two leg sleeves, front, mm -hmm. back, neck, hands, you yeah. know, it's a lot of space, yeah. you know, so you could have, you know, fit a fair amount of, of people in there. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, and also one, one other kind of limiting factor is the artist that you're, that you're choosing. Some artists are more than happy to do, like we just talked about Timmy B or some of the new school guys, and they're doing panel size one shot pieces that are beautiful but if you're wanting to get tattooed by say Teresa Sharp or Julian Siebert or Steve Moore mm -hmm. they're only going to do sleeves and back pieces you know you're not going to get you're not going to collect a deltoid piece sure. from Teresa Sharp I mean unless you're like unless you've got the end I mean I don't know I don't know how you get her to do that <laughs> so that's another limiting factor is like the scale of work that that artist is is actually doing you know if you want to collect from you know real you know realism folks uh you know, you know, Phil Garcia, Bob Tyrell, people who are doing smaller kind of panel pieces, you could get, you could build a bodysuit probably out of 20 artists, you know? Yeah, but you, but you also, but again, if you don't have like somebody directing it and you, you know, you, you could fall prey to the, the, I don't want to disparage any tattoos because there's some pretty awesome ones, but like the, the stackable portrait syndrome, right? Where it's all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's like, you know, and I have a sleeve full, I mean, they're, they're birds, so, but they're, sta you know, stackable portraits. Yeah. And, um, you know, whereas if the whole thing was kind of mapped out ahead, you know, it have a full, I mean, it, it works great. And then like, there's, and obviously a lot of those artists are very skilled at moving one in, most of them are skilled in moving one tattoo into the other so that it can look cohesive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The challenge I think that a lot of the stackable portrait people run into is that they need great photos to make realism. And a lot of times you don't have as many options when you're looking for a specific photo. So, you know, ideally you would, you know, if, if, if you've got a calf piece that you're looking straight on at the portrait, you know, the portrait above it, you should be kind of looking up at the portrait below it, you should be looking down at, but you know, there's not always the option to have that figure, you know, whoever, whatever that image is, you may not find the photo that you need. 
to make that happen. And when you're doing realism, you can't, you don't really get to invent very much, you know? So the way that I like to work and that, you know, the illustrative style tattooer is like, you know, if there's not, if, if I can't find the, the figure or the hand from the perspective that I need, I can invent it because it's, right. because it's an idea of a hand, you know, I'm not trying to copy a specific hand. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's yeah. like watching, uh, you know, pieces get, and I'm, I'm guilty of it or of getting it, you know, of, of making artists do it or not knowing enough, just having lighting different, you know, all that kind of stuff is, uh, you know, really makes the difference between uh, looking at, a, at an arm or a leg uh, and being like, oh shit. And being like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say that um, tattoo artists are the number one, uh, I would say one of the most influential pieces uh, for a client to see. And as like tattoo artists are growing up and having more cohesive pieces, I think like their clients are going to kind of follow suit. You know, mm -hmm. it might be slow, but that is something that uh, we're kind of graduating into as, you know, time is growing. Instagram and social media and all these types of things are uh, showing and enlightening clients in new ways. Yeah. But I mean, you, you yourself are, if, if someone looks at you and they see that sort of cohesion there, that's kind of going to have an effect, a cause and effect that mm -hmm. will get larger over time. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and, and people, you know, people are drawn to different artists, you know, for all kinds of different reasons, that being, you know, kind of one of, and no, you're right. The artists are the ones that are kind of, that, that have to lead the way. It's hard for a, for a client to, it would be nearly impossible for a client to 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 truly map out what their body suit is going to look like unless they have some you know art background uh, but the uh yeah it's 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 completely up to the artist and i know that in in my case my um one of the things that people come to me for is uh like is flow trying to move your eye through a composition so i try to make sure that i'm sweeping shapes and things like that or finding interesting ways to get from one piece of the body to the next piece of the body you know to move people's eye uh through it and so whether it's intentional or not whenever i mean it's intentional on my part but whether it's uh whether the clients recognize that that's what i'm doing or not that is something that people i think they're, they're drawn to they'll be like i just like you know uh, they, they may word it differently. Maybe they don't recognize that it's flow, but, they, but that's, you know, that's what it is. So people are drawn to what they're drawn to. Some people like pork chopped kind of, you know, stackable uh, traditional style tattoos that are disjointed. You know, they just like that look. I'm amazed by how many Instagram, uh, not tattooers, but like famous Instagram people have these like like little quarter size tattoos that are just stacked like, you know, everywhere. Like a word here, a symbol here, this, and they're just like, everywhere of their whole body it looks like a complete disaster to me but yeah it's not, it's not speaking, much of speaking of that you know what sh shifting to the pop culture segment of uh the tattoo weekly or maybe it's uh ancient pop culture i, I watched memento for the first time memento i think I've memento have either of you watched memento is it tom cruise or no 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 i don't even know oh. the actor I, I recognized one of them but um it was i think it was 2000 maybe right around there it was about a guy with no memory with like a, like his mem with memory loss he, he forgets the, the the day and he ends up tattooing the clues to the crime on himself uh, and, oh, uh, that sounds oh it's familiar. wicked good it's one of the it's the nolan brothers i think it's the nolan brothers first movie or close to the first movie and i'm able to talk about it because it's a crossover of pop culture and tattoos the tattoos play a very large part and in fact 
I was a rebel back then. So everyone was like, you should see this movie. It's about a guy who tattoos the clues on himself. I'm like, just because a guy tattoos in a movie doesn't mean I give a shit about it. <laughs> um, come to find out <laughs> the Nolan brothers are amazing. And it actually drew the plot along perfectly. It was an amazing movie. Hmm. Um, didn't even get dated. It was yeah. great. Memento. Memento. I'll check it out. Uh, I just I, I just checked the I don't have my second screen today, so I just flipped over to YouTube and there's a, a decent discussion going on the fireside YouTube. But when color says that is a good movie. So you've got a second on that. I haven't, awesome. I haven't seen it. Uh, uh, let's see. There's a few other folks that commented on this. Um, Any other questions or comments? Uh, let's see. Oh, there are a lot of them. Sorry. Uh, uh, so uh, Faith Wynn also said, uh, let's see. My last like dozen tattoos have been from apprentices wherever I was working. <laughs> I always end up in the hot seat. I've donated my body to learning. That's another way to approach it, I guess. That's uh, that's a real sacrifice that you're making. Uh, Amber Morgan says I would plan better on my legs and saved more skin for larger pieces. Uh, I did a lot of tattooing on my own legs during my apprenticeship, so my legs look uh, a bit like sticker books now. Pretty common uh, as well. Uh, it's, it's funny sometimes how the uh, tattooing yourself is viewed upon right like so a lot of people consider it like the only way to do the rite of passage and then other people are like fuck that shit i'm not getting tattooed by awesome people and learn from them yeah 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 definitely um it's great to be able to donate your skin to the apprentices though they should be very thankful for everybody yeah absolutely yeah i usually leave that to the apprentices friends you know but you know what's funny is like now it just the folks that reach out to us uh and uh, either comment or say they're starting their journey it's amazing how much older so many beginning tattooers on now are now and i wonder what kind of challenge that presents to to them because if you have a 20 year old apprentice all their friends just want free tattoos so they could tattoo seven days a week all day and just uh, their friends don't care as long as you know 20 year olds don't care what they're getting tattooed but if you're a 45 year old person just starting your tattoo journey your friends are probably all already kind of established and well into their careers and more thoughtful i don't know maybe i'm uh, it depends on the quality of the artist right so uh i mean i've watched you know in the last couple of years like one of the oldest people you know learn to tattoo he was an exceptionally accomplished artist ahead of time. Mm. So there were a lot of, there were legions of people who, I don't know about legions of people, but there was definitely enough people that were like, fuck yeah, I'll have you tattoo that shit on me, you know, practice on you. Mm. Um, you know, so, so again, if somebody's you know, 45 or 55, you know, and is just learning art, you know, at the same time, they probably don't necessarily, or, you know, unless they're like musicians or some other, have some other following. Again, hopefully, you know, I mean, hopefully any artist is going to have produced enough value so that there's enough, they should be, that's kind of one of the ways to, to know that you're bringing in an artist who's going to grow tattooing and not take from it, right? Like if they have enough want to be friends and family, they're like, fuck yeah, I'll, I'll support this artist and make sure they learn to tattoo. You know, there you go. You know, if somebody's like hustling to find it and doesn't have a portfolio to back it up or, you know, a mailing list or whatever it might be. Again, then, you know, maybe they, you know, everyone gets their shot and they can turn it around or whatever, but, um, that's one of those early tests to tell about whether people are bringing in people or not. So that's what I would propose for the older tattooers, you know, people learning, you know, if you, if you already have a crew of people that are down with your shit, you know, then you, then you're, you know, you'll have a much easier time. Otherwise, you know, there's all that time that you have to invest in, uh, you know, against, I, I, again, I think in some ways it's almost, it feels like it'll be less and less opportunities for the 20 year olds as there will be for more mature people who are artists who already have learned how to do all their art already, you know, um, but maybe yeah. not. I mean, I guess that's one of the beautiful things about tattooing is that any fucking 10 year old could pick up a stick and poke <laughs> and if they get good at it, you know, I mean, Philip yeah. didn't fucking give a shit about the rules. Sorry. Right. 
I, I yeah, I wonder. I wonder if that. I wonder if that's true. If it, if um, if older tattooers will have the upper hand just because of their experience and or you know beginning tattooers and trying to put myself in a position of of a, you know being a shop owner and trying to you know bring on talent. Uh, I guess I would probably. I mean, I would. Uh, if all things were equal, I would go for an older <laughs> beginner than you know than than a kid. Uh, you know, if they're if they're drawing, if everything else was was all the same, I would probably go for for the older person. Uh, if uh, uh, if if I had a choice, uh, just because they're probably a little more stable. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, do we want to hit on those? Um, since I don't know if you guys talked about it much last night, but we want to hit on the conventions that we both did. Did you guys cover a lot with uh, Tahoe last week? You you should go for it. We've been you've been gone so. Uh... Or you two could, uh, could go for yeah, the conventions. I mean, I I talk a, conventions. I'm hiding. Yeah, um, we had a, um, a Space City is always such a fun show, and uh, I had two really solid days of of uh, of tattooing, and then the third day uh, I was going to podcast, but you know I was exhausted from two days of tattooing, and I hadn't even got to walk the aisles, so I I, I just walked around and kind of hung out and saw what everyone was up to we did for the first time it was actually a lot of fun uh, a lot of you guys who follow fireside know scott he's been behind the camera since the beginning and scott and i um helped uh shaikim to uh project the main stage to the big screens but we did it in a pretty cool way where we had like a, we had one kind of mobile shot and a couple of static shots and so we were able to with all the tattoo competitions and stuff like that scott got up there and got super close and got to like put them all on the on the giant you know projectors and stuff like that so everyone could see the tattoo of the day like you know as tight as you could get on it which was pretty cool the only thing that i wish is is that you know projectors just had better quality when you're in a big room the projectors aren't quite as you know they don't do the cameras justice but uh but it, it was 80, really a 80 lot of inch fun. digital tvs that would be that would be good yeah he had like i don't know what they were probably 200 inch they were massive screens they looked like yeah they were on big rigs and stuff oh, yeah, which was yeah, cool yeah. that they were so big but they were uh and the projectors were high quality i think it's just you're projecting light in a well-lit room so that, that's the only downside but it was still really cool i've never done yeah. that at a show before and it was nice to like for people to be able to you know look from their booths or from the aisles and just actually see super tight close up what's happening in the tattoo competitions um yeah that was fun and i think we had more attention paid to the competitions than in most any show that i've you know that i've been to oh, know, I'm for, sure. the, for the size of the show it's great that you had a mixer too i've definitely i do that for for shows sometimes uh, but it's often just me running it so it's like you get uh, to see the cool close-up of the picture and then it's like whoa whoa oh, oh, okay there we go you know back to you know <laughs> making everyone nauseous the yeah. uh having the, the two shots though mixing that shit up is great yeah definitely yeah. it's uh and you yeah. get to see the uh every every cool tattoo right yeah yeah that was that was super fun uh, you're a little broken up. We look kind of lost. Oh, okay. Yeah. My, uh, my microphone right now, but I was uh, curious about that because that's the one thing I think that's always been missing, you know, like the connecting and actually seeing other people's work. That's a huge learning experience, but when you're in your booth, you really can't leave, mm -hmm. you know? So that's, it's not like you get the best view in the whole world. If you're looking around the corner to the, to the stand or wherever it is, but that's so cool that you guys put that together, especially because yeah. it's, you you can hear it but to see it is a total different thing you know yeah definitely definitely and you're right that's that's the problem and and it's a little bit of a um it's it's a hard problem to solve because if you are 
you know, doing walk-up tattoos or you're not, you know, not, or you're not scheduling in advance and you spend all the money to get there and you spend the money on the booth, you really need to be tattooing as much as you can. Uh, but really it's a, it's a, it's a networking opportunity and, and, an, and an opportunity to see what other people are doing and, and draw from that. And so it's, it's tough sometimes to get out of your booth and, and go and do that for a variety of reasons. You know, some people are just nervous to walk the aisles and talk to people. A lot of, a lot of artists are, are, aren't good at that. And, uh, and also you need to be tattooing. So what I've done, and I know it's not an option for everyone, but I've tried to book, you know, two full days so that I can make sure that my day rate covers all the expenses to, to get there and then leave a day open just to like, enjoy the, enjoy the show and try not to just walk back and forth to the bar. That's my, that's my challenge. But, um, uh, but we, uh, I was able to do that. I got to take Sunday completely off and wander, uh, got to hang out a little bit with, um, uh, with with a handful of folks that I don't see that often. Uh, Euless Blair and Matt Stebley took, I think, uh, Best of Show and Tattoo of the Day. They did a collaboration. They did a couple of their own tattoos. They kind of, uh, I don't know if they swept the event, but they did really did really well if you care about tattoo competitions. Uh, and um, uh, it was it was stacked. A lot of the familiar folks that we've always had on the show from that uh, from that uh, from that convention, uh, Oscar Zornosa and and. Uh, uh uh and uh, Evan, uh who am i who am i who's the chattanooga uh, charter plank uh <laughs> evan qualls uh all kinds of uh all kinds of guys i haven't gotten to see in a long time so it was it was a lot of fun shakim always does a great job uh you know who was there who's never been there before uh dave tevinall was there oh really uh, yeah he was uh i didn't really see if he tattooed or uh, or not uh, the last day i know he did not but he was selling like skateboard decks and stuff like that i'm sure he tattooed while he was there as well but it was uh yeah that they're starting to draw in that's never been a show that just brought in you know huge huge names but they're starting to you know pull bigger and bigger artists which is cool to see awesome um We've got a, a couple more comments, and I also want to show off uh, Jesse Smith's NFT. Uh, oh, I got one. I'm on the list. I got one. I'll show it to you when it drops tomorrow, I think. It's going to drop tomorrow, yeah. Well, here, I yeah. guess while we're on it here, you, you want to talk a little bit about what you know about it, and I'll, I'll screen share? Uh, I, I, I don't know a whole lot about it other than uh, he reached out and put me on the list for uh, nice. Okay, for one. Um, well, let me, uh, I've got... I, I mean, I know it's uh, Carcaeus. It's based off of his... It, you know, the, the project that he's been working on for a long time now, uh, his characters that live in the land of Carcaeus and all are interrelated, which, you know, we've, we've talked to Jesse about that uh, quite a few times, but how he does, you know, individual kind of pieces on people, but he knows how all the characters are related. So these people end up with, you know, re relationships, <laughs> these, his collectors end up with, with relationships that they don't uh, necessarily know the origins of. So it's, uh, uh, it's pretty cool that way that he keeps himself entertained. Yeah, it's definitely fun. So this is uh, uh, crypto.com. And uh, yeah, to your point, it's fun that he's got a, a, a world that, you know, that he has been creating with, with a lot of help from, from all the different artists. And uh, yeah, the blockchain crypto gives them people the opportunity to, again, have that unique piece of it. And uh, yeah. he walked me through a little bit of it yesterday. This is on, on crypto.com. Yeah, and, uh, I signed up for that. It's a pretty easy one. I think crypto.com will, will kind of, it seems like they're kind of taking the lead and not making it quite as difficult to, they're trying to do everything in one place so you don't have to, uh, it's been kind of a lot of hoops to jump through to get uh, into NFTs and crypto and convert currencies and it's all done on different platforms and I think crypto is trying to bring it all together. And basically I think you can just like use US dollars and buy 
um, NFTs and they do all the conversions for you, which is cool. Yeah, you know, it didn't take me um, super long to, to get through it, right? So you basically you create the, uh, the crypto.com account and then the NFT account is subtly different. So you create a, a new, I mean, you just click the buttons on the app, right? And um, then you create the NFT spot. And then it's from there, like you were saying, you just kind of, you know, plug the numbers. You find Jesse Smith and give him a follow because uh, he'll be doing a whole bunch of drops, if you will. Mm-hmm. NFT drops. And, and yeah, and for folks who haven't been paying attention, it's not just digital images. They come with, you know, with utility. So if you own one of Jesse's NFTs, you get uh, things like a free entry to the um, Richmond uh, Tattoo Fest for, you know, for uh, as long as you own the NFT and, and a bunch of other kind of utilities that he's building in. So it's kind of like, um, you know, it's a club, you know, it's a, it's a club where you get benefits outside of just having a unique piece of, uh, of Jesse's art. Uh, and, you know, not just Jesse, every, most everyone that's doing NFTs have some type of utility built into it. So that's the that's the important thing to look at. Yeah, the utility, definitely utility, the, free the, tattoo. The key part is, uh, so let's see, so utility, free yeah. tattoo, uh, collect five critters within a mini composition to be eligible to receive a free tattoo by an artist of their choice, subject to the availability of the artist, of course, with flight and hotel included, look at that shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The more mini compositions collected, the more entries you will have. And then we will uh, randomly pick five winners by a method to be determined. Please read the terms and conditions. You can click here to read them. You also have the ability to burn the five creatures in exchange for an airdrop of the mini comp that has all five creatures. So yeah, a lot of terminology that's still a little bit foreign, but uh, it'll all become more, you know, uh, common well, as, yeah. People could uh, uh, move around. Cool. And certainly, you know, Jesse and all the artists that are here love to explain to people how to do it. Like I said, Jesse mm-hmm. walked me through it yesterday, pretty, you know, within a half hour. And that was mm-hmm. over text, you know. Um, and then, so we have a lot of, you know, Josh Woods, Dominic Lessard, Tom Bullman, yeah. you know, these are also pretty awesome artists that are lending yeah, in there. Definitely. Um, David Conan, Willie. David Conan, yeah. Oh, I know Adam, Adam Aquas. But uh, it looks like this is the full world here, so the, or the full composition. So. Yeah. And so the reason, my assumption is the reason those are all silhouetted is that, you know, there are different characteristics that each of those characters have. And whenever you mint an NFT, they will be randomly generated and it'll have some sort of rarity or scarcity to it. Uh, so they're not really silhouettes. If you're new to this, it'll be actual characters. Well, um, well, if you purchase it, right? Is that how you get them when you purchase the NFTs potentially? Yeah. So when the NFT is minted, that's when it generates. Uh, so minting is done like uh, that's the first kind of step. And then it can be sold in in, in a, on a third party site after that, after it's minted. So then you know what it is, you know, but whenever, like the one that, that I'll get tomorrow when they drop, it, 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 there's it's random what it may end up being. It might be a super rare one or it might be something that's fairly common. Uh, but once it's minted, it's done. And then if I wanted to resell it, I could resell it through crypto.com and people would know exactly how rare it is. But that's kind of the cool thing about minting them is like, they're all the same price. And then you might mint one that's worth, you know, a hundred times what you paid for it. Just, you know, like it's like kind of a lottery. Pretty cool. What's he doing? Uh, Twitter? Oh, Twitter spaces. Maybe this is why it looks like. Uh... So I'm here on a, uh... I can't pronounce that. Carcaeus. There you go. Carcaeus. That makes sense. C-A-R-K-A-Y-O-U-S.com. And he's got a little uh, click here to hang out with Jesse Smith every Monday and Wednesday. Uh, That's pretty cool. And the Twitter spaces, if you're into the Twitter sphere. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah, super cool. And everyone, everyone's in, you know, jumping in on this. And it's still, you know, a little early, a little confusing. If uh, anyone watching the doesn't know much about it, we did a three-part series with uh, Jesse Franklinatra and Nick Baxter about NFTs and what they might mean to tattooing in the future. And uh, it's on the Fireside. Uh, it's actually the most recent playlist, I think, on the Fireside YouTube channel and on Fireside.com. Thanks to Gabe. Is it, is it uh, up on Fireside.com or no? Sorry, I was uh, I was reading the uh, oh it uh, the, the NFT that's series. Live. It's live. It's live. Sweet. The yeah, go watch it there now. instead of YouTube. Absolutely. Uh, James Wisdom yeah. says, uh, "Not sure if older means more stable." To the previous conversation, that's a good point. Um, I, I thought it, that as soon as I said it. There's no such thing as absolutes, of course. There's young, precocious people who are more mature for their age, and then there are old, cranky people who will never get it. Uh, but on the other hand, I just think statistically speaking, you know, the more uh, experience you have, the more likely you are to not have to learn that shit on the job, right? Depend, you know. And again, tattooing such a I don't know. Like I said, I love the fact that, you know, people can, it's, it's very enabling. Um, but I do also somehow think that, you know, only the, again, I, when I get into my most pretentious, it's like only the master artists should be fucking marking people permanently. And then the poor white trash in me is like, unless you're fucking using that shit to get yourself out of the gutter then fucking feel free to do whatever you need to. Right. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. You just have to make up for all of your mistakes. You know, that's, that's the other lesson. Yeah. We have a few more. Uh, I, I agree. As soon as I said, as soon as I said that out loud, you're, you're right. Uh, there's there's no guarantee that being older makes you more mature or stable. Uh, there are a few more comments here on. I know we're getting close to quitting time. There are a few more comments here on the fireside uh, chat. Let me see. Um, uh, su uh, what is it? Sushi Inc. Sushi Inc. Uh, there's a small convention in Indiana in June. Any advice for a new artist? I'm extremely nervous about bringing two people with me that wear my work. I don't want them to get called out. <laughs> get called out for having uh, your work on them. Um, uh, you guys have any advice for uh, for a new artist uh, doing uh, what I assume is their first convention? So are you, I, I guess I'm wondering, if, are they tattooing at the convention or are they just attending with some clients? That's a good um, question. They might need to, to clarify that. There's a small convention in Indiana in June. Any advice for a new artist uh, bringing two people with me to wear my work? They, I, I assumed that they were working the convention, but that's you know, kind of I, what I assumed. If you do a search for like needle jig tattoo convention tips uh, in YouTube, I did a whole video uh, or helped produce uh, a video hmm. um, that is a tattoo convention. Uh, so, so that if you're a tattooer that are that is going to a convention, that would be one of the, oh look at that it's even it's the first video on on Google when I type it in. Look at that. Um, here, let me uh, let me screen share this shit real quick um, because I made it. Well, I helped make it. I produced it. Um, fuck off. Sorry. Um, well, and then I would say the the biggest tip I have is. Uh, uh, preparedness being prepared that in any way that is outside of your tattoo so you don't have to stress about it like if you're driving all the things you could possibly get stressed about out of um you know like how organized you are going in uh where you're gonna eat think of those things before you go so you're not standing there in the convention and something's happening keep your mic near your mouth out. yeah so you're not so stressed <laughs> out get those things set up like are there how close is your hotel where are you going to park? Are you going to walk? Do you have something? Do you have a huge cart? How are you going to unload? Do you have everything you need to hang this stuff? But I'm sure Gabe will talk to you, but definitely organization rather than worrying about what anyone will think of you or your tattoos. Just make sure that you think about you first and go in with a level head because it's, it's going to be a lot for you and it's going to be overwhelming. 
but as long as you're calm, you should be able to be okay. Yeah. I would say make friends with your booth neighbors as fast as you can. As soon as you get there, I was so scared to talk to other tattooers uh, when I first started doing conventions. And then now what I do is whoever is next to me, I introduce myself and say, hi. And I've literally made some of my best tattoo friends exactly that way. Just happen to end up next to to someone. Uh, it's it's how I've it's how I've met almost everyone that I meet. Uh, you know, in tattooing, uh, is by introducing myself, and it makes you just feel more comfortable. Now you have a friend, you know their name. You know you can. And then if you like, like well, for example, in uh, in Space City, just now I forgot my scissors. And so I made a friend as soon as I walked up. The uh, the guy who was in the booth next to me, luckily he was already knew Fireside. He introduced himself to me, and uh, then I had scissors for the weekend. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no question that, and not taking offense, like every, also knowing that people are wicked busy. You know, at conventions, I definitely, you know, it, it took a while, you know, to meet like Bob or Jeff or so, you know, some people where there's always crowds around or, you know, or, or Jeff there was, wasn't a crowd around, but he was not making eye contact, but I didn't take offense to it, right? There's a lot of people, ah, you know, and, uh, but yeah, you know, let, let me, can I run like a, a two and a half minute uh, a clip here of this? Uh, uh, yeah, let me, let me, um, uh, uh, Sushi Inc. clarified, uh, they are attending only. They have two sleeves uh, okay. and uh, he says that he can take the criticism, but he doesn't want the, the clients to feel bad. I don't think, you know, I, I would be really, really surprised if anyone were to comment. I, there are so many bad tattoos walking, going around conventions well, and not that, not that these sleeves are bad. I don't know what the, if they're good or bad, but, right. but I wouldn't even consider that as like a, it's not even a threat. No one's going to call anyone out on their bad tattoos. Uh, and maybe if you go around and showing them to, you know, to different artists and asking what they think about them, they may be honest with you and which is a good thing. Uh, but, uh, but I wouldn't worry about them feeling bad or getting called out yeah. about their tattoos. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, like like criticizing a tattoo on the client, right? You're introducing doubt into the client's mind, right? So like if you're really looking for a hardcore critique, like, you know, to your point, most of the tattooers aren't going to say it in front of a client. Like any tattooer yeah. that has an out, a, a, like a respect for any clientele isn't going to be like, I want to bash the or, or, you know, again, or introduce doubt of the tattoo to the client. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that that said that means that the clients are either going to like show off the tattoos and then you 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 come back around afterwards and be like so now what did you you know what could i have done better for the tattoo <clears throat> um yeah right okay yeah. so what you were gonna play a clip sorry oh uh, yeah well you know for the for the tattooers here and we, we did start a little late so it can't hurt to let's put it up here um this is the tattoo convention tips uh experience tattoo artist advice from the needle jig tattoo supply uh uh youtube channel company Oh, and uh, like I said, I, I produced this a, a little while back, so I'm happy to kind of show off the, the first little clip here. Um, but I do need to get this right, because otherwise. Get it right. Don't go screwing up on live TV. <laughs> on live Roku. All right, I guess right. it's live. Uh, let's see here. So I had it right up here, and then it disappeared. This is, okay, tattoo convention tips. Here we go, got it, got it. Okay, we're back. Share screen, share sound, optimize for clip. Desktop two, here we go. Tattoo conventions are coming back. Would you like some tips, tricks, professional insights, and downloadable checklists to help you with your next shows? Stay tuned.
Hey kids, life's been crazy, man. I don't have to tell you that. We went from multiple conventions every single weekend to absolutely nothing. And looks like the world's starting to get back to normal, just a little bit anyways. And uh, we're gonna try and make the best of that. Now I've been going to tattoo conventions either as an attendee or working them for 30 years now. And I can tell you I've made an awful lot of mistakes. I've forgotten my gear. I've forgotten to book rooms. I've, anything you can think of, I've probably made at some point over the last three decades. So we've gotten together with a bunch of, uh, you know, solid tattooers that travel regularly. What we have here is a collection of tips, tricks, and uh, professional insights. Gonna help tell you what to do, what not to do, uh, including some downloadable forms and checklists and stuff for you to help you out getting to shows, uh, being prepared for the shows, and you know, conducting business at the show. What are you looking for out of a tattoo convention? Are you looking to just show up and get sloppy with your buddies in a strange town? I gotta tell you, that's a lot of fun. But uh, are you more motivated and focused? Are you looking to capitalize uh, to capacity on each and every show? Are you doing marketing in advance? Are you uh, very detailed in your presentation at your booth. Uh, do you uh, you know what you want to say to people when they come up? Do you know what you don't want to say to people when they come up? Uh, how do you handle your clients there? Uh, do you follow through afterwards? We've got an awful lot of good information here. So enough of my jabbering. Let's talk to some great artists that do conventions on a regular basis. They are more current than I am when it comes to that because I haven't tattooed at a show in a number of years. Grab a cold one and let's talk tattoo. I have done many tattoo conventions over the last decade. There are many tricks and tips just to kind of keep yourself on game, you know, uh, keep yourself uh, ahead and uh, organized as well. I have had uh, a very organized system for years. So this is a 20 minute video that uh, definitely would encourage tattooers to check out. Um, Oh, the, the checklist. Well, the, the link is there also in the checklist. It's, it's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. It's meant yeah. to, to be, this is like a version of it. You know, it was such a good format that, uh, you know, I've kind of made one for, for myself. It's fun. Um, you know, I, I, it's awesome working with Mark because I was able to come up with the digital version. He was like, ooh, why don't you do it like this? And I was like, that, I love that shit. And um, so, yeah, now I've got... Uh, checklists also all kinds That's of super checklists. cool i have i haven't used that you sent me a version of that when you first did it and then i spaced it and i haven't looked at it again but uh i'm gonna i'll, I'll use it before hell city i'm, I'm i uh, uh can't hear you lauren yeah i'll do that too yeah yeah, that's yeah. cool. I, I completely forgot about it until you just mentioned it again you know what? i'm gonna uh open it up here real quick so that people could kind of get a uh well you know what no I'm not going to because then like the screenshots would be okay, but you really want to download the real thing. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but it's well, what do we have here. So it's got like event name, event dates, you know, registration and form and fee submitted, receive confirmation from convention, you know, confirm your booth partner, you know, maybe confirm a guest spot nearby. And then there's like event prep and then travel prep. Uh, yeah. And it's like I said, it's two pages that, um, yeah, it has a packing list, which is cool. You can just print it out. I mean, obviously it's got, um, well, not obviously. Yeah, it's just it's got a packing list. It's great, and then um, different tasks. Make sure you have your business card, stickers, portfolio, etc. Yeah, download it. Check it out. 
Uh, before we wrap up, uh, I've got Michael um, Michael Martin has been commenting and I haven't mentioned any of it yet. I'll go through his. Uh, Sushi Inc. says, thank you so much. I won't lose uh, any sleep over it now. Yeah, I don't lose any sleep over that. Uh, uh, Michael Martin had just said that he's a, a longtime artist that's just uh, getting into the medium he's, uh, earlier on. And um, he just said, uh, artistic value is so subjective what one person loves another will hate. And he personally hates the comparing and valuing, devaluing process and and that that's true um artistic value being subjective but there's also you know a lot of the issues that we have and not just in tattooing but in you know commercial art uh you know professional art altogether is uh a lot of people using uh their artistic um whatever license or their uh styled uh, as an excuse for not learning the principles of good art so so yeah. while the artistic value is subjective it's also a crutch you know, that that statement is a lot of times a crutch, like, oh, well, they just don't like, you know, my style. It's like, well, no, you haven't learned, you know, the fundamentals. The, yeah, fundamentals, composition, uh, you know, value, how light reveals form, how to use edges, how to use color theory, all the things that you need to know in order to to consider yourself a professional, especially, in, you know, in this medium. <laughs> so so I agree I, with with Michael's with Michael's point with the subjectivity. But but I would say that um, a lot of times we have issues with one of the biggest issues is people using that, like that type yeah. of statement as an excuse for not and, putting and, in the work. Yeah. And the argument like there's just because the argument is, um, it's a little bit not quite right. Right. Like just because, uh, art is subjective doesn't mean that there is no such thing as good art, you know? And I think one of the things that we love about tattooing is like, there is a veil of the artistic pretentiousness that has to come off. Look, if someone could shit in a fucking room and charge $500,000 and call it art, I'm all for it, right? Like, like art is subjective. If somebody wants to value it that much and, and think of it as art, and maybe it is a good statement or, or any of the other variations of what freaky art might be, um, you know, where somebody might look at it and be like, really, that's just a piece of shit in the middle of a room where someone else knows the artistic statement, but whatever it might be, right? But like, and, and with the amount of bad things that people spend stupid amounts of money on, art is probably the best thing I could think of. But like, that said, like you, you can't put some shit on somebody and call it a good tattoo. Like, like there's a level of like this now is not just hanging on a wall. This is inside of somebody's body, right? And uh, and where you know somebody might, and again, we have to be careful because if somebody gets like a, a a stick figure drawing that sucks, you know, or quote sucks, but if it like their kid who's dead drew it, you know, then all of a sudden it has all of the meaning in the world, even sure. though it's not your idea of what a great piece of art is, and um, so. But, but, but that's like you do a portrait of somebody and it doesn't look right. It doesn't fucking look right. It's bad. Right. And like if you do that on purpose because it's stylistically and it makes somebody go, ooh, and ah, well, maybe then it's good. Right. And then there's like room for improvisation. I don't know. But point is, there is good art and bad art. There's no question about it. On the other hand, it's just like karma. Right. Um, it's not absolute, you know, just because you have to have a positive attitude about something to make it through to the other side doesn't mean you uh, will because nature might fuck you up. And it doesn't mean that somebody with a bad attitude might somehow you know, you know, a broken, a broken clock is right two times a day. So like, there's no way that you can look at incidental stories to call it proof. Anyways. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Lauren, how do you feel yeah, about uh, bad tattoo art? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> show you the, exactly what you said exactly what you said jake subjectivity uh it does still have to run by the the rules so like you could say i have a great car but does it actually run on the road you know it's right. uh what you're saying is exactly what I would have thought. Um, and, and, you know, there's technical capabilities as well as like, was the art actually fundamentally correct? You know, right. it might've been fundamentally correct, but like they, you know, th their application sucked. You know, there's a lot of different ways that you could grade, but 
Yeah. I kind of yep, got lost in what you were saying, Gabe, not going to lie. Uh, Michael, uh, Michael Martin said uh, he agrees with that statement as well. Uh, hard to make one statement about a subject that has so much depth and touch on all the aspects. That's for sure, especially in the chat. All right. If we said it all, I've, I've got I've got I've got another uh, another appointment here. We're 10. We're 10 minutes after. We've Perfect. Given, yeah. Awesome. We, we got a full right, hour yeah. out of this. Yep. So Thanks next again, week, everybody. Next week will be number 32 in uh, the following week. Uh, following two weeks, we'll be probably going live from Health City if we want to decide on ah, that. And yeah. so, if you're watching, maybe a Sunday episode is planned for. Yeah, May we'll 22nd. do a Sunday. Uh, absolutely. Maybe Jake, do you want? Inst that, maybe that's what we should be planning for the Sunday. That okay. sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Let's do that. Maybe we'll try to come up with something. Maybe make it a little bit longer and come up with something special, since we'll be all under the same roof for the first time ever. <laughs> all right. That sounds great. Yeah. Cheers. Well, thanks again, Have everybody. We'll catch up in the future. Thanks, everybody. Uh, no, I feel dumb.